0: First off, hi, Nikki, baby. Hey. Thanks for coming on my show.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Where am I talking to you from?
1: I am sitting on my couch in Winnipeg, Manitoba, in St. James. It's an area in the west of Winnipeg.
0: Okay. And is it um, nice weather there today?
1: Oh, it's a gorgeous day. I spend most of the day in my garden.
0: Yeah, that's what you were saying when, when we were texting earlier. What do you like to garden? Veggies and flowers and everything? Or uh, what do you, you know,
1: I can't do vegetables because my dog will get into them. So I just do flowers and whatnot. Nice. Do you have a favorite flower? I really like tulips. Yeah.
0: I know I love tulips, but they're so like they're so short lived. And I find that like even up here now, it's like it gets too hot to have tulips all year. But I love tulips.
1: Yeah, they definitely are short lived. I think that's probably why I like them because they're such a short pleasure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's true. I guess tell me a little bit about yourself and your music as well. That's what we're here to talk about.
1: All right. Uh, when I was 21, I moved into a house with a bunch of musicians. I'd never played uh, music before. I guess when I was like, really young, I played piano. But um, just being around musicians, I, they'd always have guitars around. So I taught myself some guitar with their help. And then throughout my 20s, I just started writing songs. My songs would generally be about my mental health. I, I had some addiction issues, so my addiction issues. And um, occasionally the songs about aging, being an aging millennial, and love. Those songs that I wrote throughout my 20s became this album. And I actually recorded this album with one of the people that I lived in that house with when I was 21. A lot of the people from Living Hour helped me out with this album. And I've lived with them and been friends with them for as long as I can remember.
0: Oh, very cool. Uh, You know, I'll tell you something. I love when people tell me that they, like, started writing music or really got into music, like, later... I'm going to say, like, quote, later in life. Mm -hmm. um, Because so many people are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, I took piano lessons, and then I took this, and then I did it, and they had this whole musical childhood. But um, I... Find it really inspiring when people say like, "No, I just I I decided enough was enough. I liked music so much, I just wanted to start playing." So was that? I mean, you said you were living with musicians, but was that kind of what it was? Was that like you were seeing lots of music? You figured I could do that. I
1: I always wanted to write songs, and I didn't really have an instrument, so I I decided I'd learn guitar as kind of a method for writing songs. Mm -hmm. Um, So the guitar, I'm like, I'm not even great at it, but I I just wanted, I want to get better, but. I just want to be good enough to use it as a tool to write songs. And that's what it started off as. It was like, um, okay, if I can learn enough chords, I can, I can write a song. And I was like, okay, I, I got a first song. Now I can write, learn some more chords and get another song. And yeah. it just from there, kind of spiraled. But as long as I can remember, I want to write music. And being around the musicians, it was really um, empowering to, to give it a try.
0: Yeah, because I think it's, it's quite a step to take where you know a, a lot of people are music lovers but they don't know how to play any instruments um, but a, i think that it's pretty common too for people who especially if you like music to just kind of feel like you're writing music all the time but you know a lot of people they really just don't really put pen to paper so you mentioned mental health and and addiction kind of informing some of your music so was it kind of maybe like at, at a point of clarity that you figured that you wanted to put your energy into something creative like that
1: um, I you know it was a long time ago, so I couldn't tell you exactly why, but I think it was more so being around these musicians um it, it was so daunting to to start writing to start learning music, but it was like I kind of felt like it was now or never, so I started mm-hmm. learning and I actually when i started i I wasn't in a great place, but when I started making the album was what it was like a point of clarity when I was' in a good place and but, uh, but when I started the music itself, um I was not in a great place with my mental health and why not?
0: Um, so your releases—at least on Bandcamp—your releases are all from this year, from twenty twenty-three. So, is that is that accurate, or is this this is this was the this is the year that you were putting your releases well, it was, out?
1: It was a COVID project. We wrote, we um, recorded the album during COVID, and then the mixing and mastering took some time after that. But that is correct. All these all these songs are out for the first time in 2023. And I've actually never played a live show. Um, so I'm hoping to do that in June.
0: Okay. I mean, you know, that was going to be one of my questions, but uh, we could just go there now, which I guess was that um, these songs are, I'll describe them as fun, intimate, sweet. Like, they're not all like, wow, what a blast, what you're talking about, because you are dealing with some very serious, uh, some of the lyrics, you know, it's it's serious and it's, it's nothing that needs to be made more fun because you're speaking your truth. But um, I think this would be such a great performance to see like on an outdoor stage somewhere. So what would it? What, what do shows this summer look like for you? You said you have one in June. What's that going to look like for you?
1: Well, firstly, that's very kind of you to say. I appreciate it. Um, well, in June, it hasn't been announced yet, but I'm playing a uh, small bar in Winnipeg. And then I'm hoping to do a show later in the summer with another band. So that would be a show that I'd be a uh, opening act on. So I'm not quite sure what that venue would be, but I'm hoping to do that in uh, August. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah. Who's the the band?
0: Or can you not say?
1: The the band is Marin. They're actually a really awesome band from Winnipeg. They have some fantastic songs. Um, Recommend them to anyone.
0: Okay. What is the music scene in Winnipeg like? Like it's, Uh, Like, is it a university scene or like, what's the, yeah. What, what I guess musically is happening or, and what are kind of the styles that stand out for you in, in Winnipeg?
1: We have a pretty great, uh, pretty great music scene in, in my opinion. Um, I just think it's continuously getting stronger and stronger in Winnipeg. There are some fun festivals over the summer, a lot of great folk musicians here. Um, some great indie bands, um, uh, some of my favorites are Living Hour. I love Jay Wood. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but there's so many good bands. Lev Snows a fantastic act. Warming's a great pop band in Winnipeg. Um, just lots of lots of great bands in Winnipeg. Um, pretty strong scene. Lots of good shows on a regular basis. We get a decent amount of touring acts considering we're a pretty uh, small city. Mm. I think I think we're pretty lucky to have the music scene we have here.
0: Yeah. I, you mentioned kind of pop music. Do you feel like there's like a style that stands out that like, Oh, that is the Winnipeg sound.
1: If you asked me like 10 years ago, I'd say folk, but now I think it's pretty diverse. Um, I was naming bands. I'd be, I, I want to mention Mike Ehrenberg who goes by the secret beach. Uh, He used to go by Mike Ehrenberg is, which is his name. Now he goes by the secret beach. He's a fantastic musician, but uh, who I've been listening to since high school. He's a, uh, Recommend his music to anyone.
0: Cool, yeah, I'll um, it's like, it's
1: like pop folk. It's very cool.
0: Pop folk. Okay, yeah, no, I will definitely be. Um, I'll I'll probably put together like a playlist as well to go along with this podcast so that people can listen to the uh the people
1: that you've mentioned. Awesome, that's that's fantastic.
0: Um, so, uh, can you remember? and share an early musical experience that you had, something that kind of really stands out to you. And that could either be playing or listening or um, watching a performance. But is there kind of any moments musically early that stick out in your life?
1: I remember when I started playing guitar, I wanted to learn the song Queen Bitch by David Bowie. And to this day, I haven't learned it. (laughs) This day, I haven't learned it. But um, that was like, okay, this would be such a fun song to play and sing. I'm going to pick up a guitar and learn it. And it was a lot more difficult uh, than I anticipated, especially as a beginner. So I ended up learning some uh, simpler songs. One of my favorite musicians is uh, the silver, bands is the silver juice. Mm-hmm. And David Bourbon has a great quote. Um, whereas I'm paraphrasing here, I'm going to butcher it, but um, just pick up the poor bear nose and uh, strum. So I just kind of took that as, you know, you don't have to be the best at guitar or whatever your instrument is, Just just do it and for me that when i heard that quote i'm like knf waiting it's time to actually try
0: yeah i i love that and i think that that's something that is so i still find it to almost be a rarity in people because so you can watch people do you know amazing songs and covers and duets or whatever on like tiktok and instagram and youtube and it's just like god it's so daunting right because people are so that's good the word because, i was going
1: to use daunting yeah, yeah there's always someone who's playing for longer. There's always going to be someone who's better. And um, when you haven't done it before, daunting is the great word. It's It's hard to start.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. There's always a reason not to start it. But then once you do, like you've started that ball rolling. My friend Alicia, you know, we always talk about she's my life coach where she gives you such great advice all the time, but it's just we talk about things like trying to keep good practices and doing something like music is just like practicing yoga or, uh, or gardening where it's like, you know, it, it just gets better when you put a little bit of energy into it. And then after you feel like you're giving something to it, you realize that now you're getting from it.
1: For sure. And I've been, I've been uh, hoping to take some guitar lessons this summer because I feel like I've kind of plateaued with my playing and I'd like to improve. And I've been putting, putting that off, but it's like a, it's never too late to enjoy something and get better at get better at something you have fun with.
0: Totally. Um, so I kind of described your music to you, but would you walk our listeners through maybe some of the um sounds and experiences of putting the album together and what they should expect when they listen to it?
1: Well, I'm not great at describing the album. Overall, I'd say it has a pretty melancholic feel to it, although a lot of the Melancholic lyrics are um, countered by upbeat music, whether it's guitars and drums. Some of it is matched by um, pretty low, sad music, but overall, I'd say it's kind of a mix of, um, or not a mix. I'd say it's basically sad pop music, sad indie pop music is the way I'd summarize it.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a good pocket to be in because, like, there's no, there's no promises being made in the music sonically that you don't keep with your lyrics like i i feel like the the music really accompanies the lyrics that you've written as well and it um it's just it's a really nice pairing but i and i think too maybe it's you know it could just be my like um overtly and almost aggressive upbeat personality but that i actually find that it's like it's like, I think it's actually kind of happy music, too. I don't know. I think, but maybe I just like hearing people speak their truth. And that could be something that I find, like, really refreshing about it.
1: For sure. Like, I, I think Sick, which is, um, like, you know, where it is on the album. But Sick has some sad lyrics, but overall, it's a happy song. The music is upbeat. and I think it's kind of about accepting mental illness or sickness in general. And I think that uh, there's also, like, Turn It Around, which is the last song on the album was probably the last song, was one of the last songs I wrote. And that was about overcoming challenges in life. So I put it last because the album has a lot of sadness to it. And at the end, is turn it around, be happy, have, have fun, have a good life. Mm.
0: Um, so what are, you, what are you listening to now? Oh, I haven't
1: been too active on discovering new music, unfortunately. I've been a little lazy. Um, but right now, I am listening to a lot of Whitney. The um I like Sunny and the Sunsets. I recently saw Ace Savage, who's the lead singer of Parquet Course, play a concert in Winnipeg. He played at the Goodwill, which is a oh. great, great spot here. And it was a fantastic show, one of the best I've I have i have seen can remember seeing. I recommend his um yeah, I think he only has one album out right now, but I'd recommend that to anyone. Elliot Smith is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. silver jews and purple mountains they're both david Berman's bands they're probably my biggest musical inspiration and girls and christopher owens christopher owens is the main singer in girls and his solo act is just christopher owens that's a huge musical inspiration to me i'm always listening to his albums are you more of a podcast person or are you someone who doesn't have headphones on a lot I I do have headphones on a lot, but I tend to go back to things I've listened to in the past. And yeah, I'm a big record collector, so I I tend to play my records over and over again. Mm -hmm.
0: Actually, that's kind of a nice segue into um, uh, another question that I had, which is that, uh, so Nikki Baby, you can purchase it digitally or listen to it, but also that you have it on CD as well. So what are your thoughts on on physical media, and I guess, um, and CDs especially, do you still collect CDs? Do you have CDs?
1: You know, I collect. I had a great collection of local CDs of my favorite local bands, and I had them all in my car in a binder, and someone broke into my car and stole them. Oh, my God. So I, so I just stopped collecting at that point because I had so many, and I wasn't going to start from scratch. But I collect cassette tapes, and I collect vinyl. I'm a big fan of physical media. I wish I could have printed vinyl for this album. I just didn't have the resources for it. Um, CDs are great. I think physical media is great in general. Also, it's just in terms of supporting artists, an artist gets a lot more financially from a purchase of a physical media, whether it's vinyl, cassette, or CD, than they do from streaming. So uh, I try and support uh, artists by buying vinyl, cassettes, and CDs. But my big collection is vinyl, and then second would be cassettes.
0: Are there good music, uh, I mean, good record stores in Winnipeg?
1: You know, we have a great bookstore, McNally Robinson, that has an unbelievable record section. Cool. Um, There's a few good ones. There's one Into the Music, which is in the Exchange District in Winnipeg, is pretty darn good. And I think there's a new one, but I'm blanking on the name that I hear is phenomenal. I'll message it to you on Instagram when I'll check with a friend. I'm blanking on what it's called, but I hear there's a new good one.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds great. Do you have a favorite record store in the world, like anywhere in the world that you just like love to go to? Or if you're a place that you travel to where, you know, like, OK, I got to leave space in my suitcase because I'm going to go to this
1: record store. Unfortunately, I don't get to travel much. Uh, I just don't have the the financial resources for it. And I work a lot. So between working and music, I'm, I'm stuck in Winnipeg a lot, which I don't mind. I love the city.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want me asking, what do you do for a day job?
1: I work as an educational assistant at an elementary school, and then I have a part-time job helping adults who have disabilities.
0: Oh, nice. Was that work that you were really like excited to work with with kids and, and also adults with, with special needs as well?
1: Oh, yeah. I love it. I've been working with people who have disabilities for close to over a decade now, and really is a passion of mine. Um, and then... Working with kids was just kind of a natural segue to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've only been doing that for about three years, but I really like kids. They're just, they're, they're good people. And I work at a good school with supportive staff. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy with my work. Look at, I just wish I, I just wish I could make music my main thing.
0: Well, I mean, you, you're starting to do it though, right? Like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm in BC, you're in Manitoba. Here we are talking about music that you've made. so. I guess
1: exactly. I'm also I'm glad I have shows coming up, so hopefully that'll be a step in the right direction.
0: What's what's next for you, or like, um, what would be the most exciting step for you
1: musically to to do next? I think a tour would be really cool. I think I'm uh, quite a bit away from that. I have people that I play with consistently, but not like a full time band. Um, so that's a little bit away. But I'm, I'm working on a second album, and I'd like to start recording that soon. And I'm pretty excited to start that. The whole recording process is really empowering and just awesome. And I've been lucky enough to work with some very gifted musicians who also happen to be great friends of mine and kind people. And um, I'm excited to work with them again. So I I guess backtracking recording another album is what, what I'm hoping to do next.
0: Yeah. Do you have a distrib- like a distribution manager or something like that? Or were you sending out things kind of far and wide to the mailer system for community and campus radio stations?
1: I did send out some stuff to community and campus radio stations. But I also, uh, um, Slow Shine Records helps with me with distribution. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been lucky enough to have them help me get my music out there.
0: Okay, cool. Do you... Listen to your community radio stations. We were talking before, kind of in the pre-interview, that there's CKUW and UMFM. Do you listen to those, like in your car or or anywhere? Do you there, kind of?
1: There are a few shows that I try and check in on on those radio stations. There's um one on UMFM that I really like, and there's two on CKUW that I try and tune in on every week.
0: Okay, cool. Um, do you remember the names of any of them?
1: Um, I listen to Space Cadet at CKUW. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's Play DJ at CKUW, although I think that show is taking a hiatus over the summer. And then Cole's, I believe it's called Cole's Notes on UMFM.
0: Was there anything that I didn't ask, Nick, that you think is important for people to know about what's coming up for you or maybe even just where to find you online?
1: Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, um, Bandcamp, of course. Um, If you buy my CD, I'll ship it to you. I'm. I'd recommend anyone to check out the music coming out of Winnipeg. We have a lot of talented musicians and hard workers here. Um that's, that's about all I can think of. Okay. Well, thanks so much for speaking with me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. And can I do that? Um, that thing again where I say sure. I'm Okay. Ready? Yep. Hi, I'm Nikki Baby, and you're listening to C.I.C.K. Smithers Community Radio. Ninety-three point nine FM. Awesome. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. I'll yeah. send you that right away.
0: Okay. Thanks a lot. This will probably air in like um yeah. So it's not it's not next Monday. So it's likely two weeks that this one will air. Very cool. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. You have a great day. Bye.